This is Friday, June 25th. I hate conflict. I think most of us do. But through the years, I have learned that conflict is a normal part of life for leaders. Why? Well, the challenge, the status quo, is what leadership is all about. It often means promoting change. For years, I maintained a file of angry letters I received during the first year or two after Sandy and I came to serve at Granada. It was necessary for the church to grow and change for us to minister to the community and the needs around us at that time. And this change was often met with resistance. Change seems difficult or impossible. I've experienced this. What we have in the next few chapters of the book of Numbers is a series of crises that Moses faces as a leader of the people that reveal the difficulty. Here's where we're told about the first one. Numbers chapter 11, verse 1 to 3. Now the people complained about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord. And when he heard them, his anger was aroused. Then fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. When the people cried out to Moses, he prayed to the Lord, and the fire died down. So that place was called Taborah, because fire from the Lord had burned among them. Now perhaps we think about Moses as the leader of the people, and we should, but there's one greater than Moses, the Lord, himself. And here's what happened. When God brought the people out of Egypt, within a year, the Lord led them into a place of emptiness. We have learned that the Lord wanted to have the people to himself. They needed to come to know the Lord, their God. They needed space and time for that to happen. But the wilderness, the deep desert, is devoid of life and resources, and it created an immense fear in the people. To see such a desert would cause us great fear as well. Where will we get food? Where will we find water? How will we survive out here all by ourselves? It would leave us with a feeling of vulnerability and insecurity. Now, the response of the people was to complain against Moses and the Lord. It seemed like they were led out of a place rich with resources in the wilderness, into the wilderness where they would die. Now we are told that the Lord heard their complaining, and he caused a fire to burn the edges of their camp. Fire is associated with judgment that comes from the Lord. And we might wonder, is God so touchy that he can't take a little complaining? Really, does he have to rain down fire upon them? Now we are not told that anyone died. But they ended up naming the place burned. That's what the word tabara means. Now, I don't believe God was punishing the people. In the beginning of their journey, God needed to show the people that he was there with them. He was present in the midst of this people. You see, we are told that he overheard what the people were saying, and he knew their hearts. And here we see the Lord himself bringing change to his people. We can sabotage and complain, and we see it coming a mile away here. But notice what Moses did. 
he fulfilled the role of the priest, pleading with the Lord on behalf of the people. I think Moses is afraid too. He's not afraid of the desert, but he's afraid that the people will turn from the Lord. And his fear is well-founded. This is what the people do from the very beginning. The Lord hears Moses' prayer and the fire dies down and is gone. Now here's the thing about freedom that we'll be learning about. And it's why change is so difficult. God could bring the people out of slavery, and that's what he did. But the people needed to lay hold of their new freedom. God couldn't do that for them. They needed to change, to learn what it meant to lead free. And this is why change remains so difficult for us. Now, experts talk about two kind of changes. One they call technical cha- a technical challenge. This is a challenge that the leader can provide a solution to. This was the challenge of bringing the people out of slavery. God did it all for them. This is also the kind of challenge your doctor can give, give you a pill to take care of. We love these kinds of solutions. They seem easy to us because they are. But then there's what is called adaptive challenges. These are challenges we can only face if we are willing to change. For example, your doctor cannot give you a pill to automatically get you into better physical shape and for you to lose weight. If she could, it would be easy. Instead, these challenges require you to actually change. You will have to develop discipline, change your eating habits, and to exercise. Your doctor can't solve this problem for you. These are the difficult challenges. They're the ones that frustrate us and the ones we run from. And this is what Israel was up against in the wilderness. To face the challenge of going into the land, the people had to change. Now, of course, this relates to where we are in Christ. Jesus has solved the technical challenge at the cross. He settled the sin issue once and for all, bringing us into fellowship with God. He he set us free from sin and death. But the living free part is something Jesus cannot do for us. We have to change for this to happen. And that is much more difficult. We love to have a pill to take care of this or or a silver bullet to make it happen. But that's not God's way. He does have a new abundant life waiting for us, but he can't live it for us. And this is why some people claim that the Christian life is impossible. It feels like trying to lose weight when we just cannot do it. Now, of course, even in this, here's our encouragement, God does not leave us alone. In Christ, we're given the Spirit of God. Our spiritual life and growth are in partnership with the Spirit, one that makes it all possible. I like the way the Apostle Paul explained it. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. That's Philippians 2, verse 12 and 13. Yes, this is living free that God calls us to. We must work it out. But God makes it possible. 
Now, as I read the story of Israel in the wilderness, I'd be frustrated looking at them if I didn't see the same challenges in my life of faith. And that's why this journey together is going to be so important in the days ahead. We'll pick back up here tomorrow. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, indeed, you have set us free. Let us not turn back to bondage to those things that Jesus freed us from. Use your Holy Spirit to prompt us and lead us to live this new free life. I pray also for my brothers and sisters in Christ as you're bringing life change to each of us. Show us how we can support and encourage each other daily. For I pray in your name. Amen.